You're listening to the AF Playbook Podcast with David Ford, the show that teaches you all about internet marketing. Now, get ready to take your business to the next level. Welcome, everybody. This presentation is called What Makes a Successful Affiliate? This is something that I put together based on what I've done teaching affiliates through AF Playbook and outside of AF Playbook and projects I've done before that and just being involved in the industry for a long time. Um, things I've seen that are common to people that are successful and things I've seen that are common to people that are not successful. So to start out, I wanted to talk about what exactly a successful affiliate is. Everyone's definition of success is a little bit different. So how do we define success? Does it mean being profitable long term? Um, does it mean you know having a couple months where you make fifty thousand dollars a month? Um, both those things could be considered successful, and they are. But usually, when I talk about success, I talk more about people who are um, making a good income long term. A lot of people in internet marketing can have a really good run of you know a few months, six months, even a year, and then that's kind of it. Um, they can never really repeat that level of success, and they kind of look at it as a failure, and they often get discouraged and quit when they're still perfectly capable of making you know a, a lot of money online, maybe not the level that they did before. Um, if they are repeating exactly what they're doing, but they can certainly um, be profitable doing other things. So my definition of success is having multiple profitable streams of affiliate income over the long term. So that means that if you lose a campaign or uh, your traffic source dries up, you're not wiped out overnight. It means that you know you could lose a couple campaigns or you know, a network could kill an offer and you'd still be totally fine. You have different projects that are earning money for you. Um, some you put more time into you than others. Some are more passive, some are more active, but it's really a well-balanced uh, business model. So that's what I'm going to be talking about in this talk when uh, I'm referencing what a successful affiliate is. I wanted to talk now about uh, why affiliates fail. So this is pretty common. Um, there's a, a lot of people in this industry, a lot of competition, and most people ultimately end up um, not staying with this and being profitable for the long term. Now, you can call that failure if you want, but uh, they often go on to other things and are really successful doing that. Um, but why do affiliates fail? One big reason is they have unrealistic expectations. Um, they might see or hear about people making all this money online, you know, people making hundreds of thousands of dollars a month or a day, and they think, you know, that's great, and they go and they work at it, and it doesn't happen. And so they think of themselves as a failure because they're not able to replicate that. So another thing that kind of goes along with the unrealistic expectations is viewing everything as black or white. So either, you know, this campaign works or it doesn't. Um, or, you know, if I can't make $10,000 a day with this campaign, it's not worth running. Um, also, looking for mathematical formulas. 
I've noticed this a lot, um, especially with affiliates who might have a background in something really analytical like computer science or math, um, or even people that their mind just works that way. Um, and that's definitely not a bad thing or a bad way for your mind to work. But it's important to understand that there isn't a mathematical formula for affiliate marketing. If there was, it would get ruined because it would be easy and everybody would be able to do it. Um, it's kind of an art and a science. So, you know, there are things that we use, obviously, like metrics and um, there's, you know, certain things that we're going for with click-through rate and conversion rate, and we are working with numbers, but there's not just one formula for building a successful business. You know, I can't just say, okay, do X, Y, and Z, and you'll be successful. There are so many variables involved in affiliate marketing, both what we see, you know, on the outside building our campaigns or in our landing pages and everything. And then there's a whole world behind the scenes with affiliate networks and advertisers and what's going on there. So there's just so many pieces of the puzzle that it's, you know, really hard to come up with an exact formula that is going to work every time. So you definitely have to be really flexible with your approach. And if something isn't working, don't just bang your head against the wall trying to make it work. You know, um, a square peg is not going to fit in a round hole no matter how many times you try it. And I see that a lot too with people trying something over and over and over and just expecting it to work. And that's one of the things that I often tell them when they say, when they come to me and they say, Hey, you know, I built campaign after campaign and I've been working really hard and it's just not working and uh, I'll ask to look at what they're doing and it's true they have been working really hard and you know they've been putting in a lot of hours and everything but they're doing the same thing over and over and over and you can't just do that and expect one day to wake up and have that change if something isn't working um, you know you have to look for another way to do it it's pretty simple but it's easy to get caught up in that just doing things over and over that drive to just make it work um, also, people often look for a perfect way to do something, and they want to get things perfect before they start. And kind of the thinking with this is someone thinks, okay, if I can get all this perfectly set up, you know, if I can get my landing page perfect, and I get the perfect domain name, and I pick the perfect offer, and I pick the perfect keywords or targets, then I have a much greater chance of success. And anyone who's done affiliate marketing for a while knows that, you know, you can plan all you want. It doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be um, successful. Often, you know, you know that sometimes we throw up sloppy campaigns that take us 10 minutes and they work great. And other times we might research campaigns for days and um, really put time and effort into them and they flop. Um, there's really no perfect way of of launching campaigns or doing any type of marketing. Really, the best way is just to jump in and get started and do things. Um, your idea of perfect, it you know, it might be perfect to you, but it does not mean in any way that it's going to equal uh, good conversions. Another thing that people do that's very unrealistic is 
looking for the easy way to get started. They want to know, you know, what's a good traffic source for newbies or what's a good offer for newbies to run. And there really isn't such a thing. And it gets a little frustrating when I see people saying, you know, oh, well, go with seven search because that's really easy for newbies or something like that. And the truth is a lot of the traffic sources that people tell newbies to run on are really bad traffic sources. And it really doesn't teach them anything about what they need to know to grow a real business. It's just going to kind of frustrate them or they might get a few conversions here and there, but Ultimately, they're going to have to go to a traffic source where they can actually make decent money, and they're going to kind of have to relearn that. So I really don't suggest that people look for an easy way to get started because um, there really is no easy way. Learning, you know, say you wanted to do a PPC, like with my example in 7Search, you know, you could start with Bing ads, which it... I don't know what it would depend on how we defined easy in terms of getting started there, but your time would be much better spent learning how to run ads there and make campaigns than it would be to start it somewhere like seven search and then think that somehow you're going to graduate to Bing ads and be that much more ahead. The truth is if two affiliates started, you know, and one started on seven search and one started on uh, Bing and all things being equal, the person that started on Bing is going to be that much farther ahead and probably much closer to success than the person that starts with 7Search and then moves on to Bing thinking that you know somehow they're going to bring the, some knowledge with them. It just really doesn't work that way. So another thing, another reason why affiliates fail is they don't understand how boring affiliate marketing can be. Now, it's not always boring for sure, and it's not boring to everybody, but there are some things you have to realize are going to be pretty boring and monotonous, um, especially when you first start out and you're not outsourcing them. Um, just cranking out campaign after campaign can get boring after a while. It's not at first, you know, it's new and exciting and um, the future is wide open, but after you do this for a while, certain things just get really boring and monotonous. And, you know, you're usually working by yourself in front of your computer uh, without anybody else, not a lot of contact. And some people like me like that. Other people don't, you know, they're used to being around people or working in an office or something. So um, you have to understand that some of those business is boring and it's not really super glamorous. Um, when you see people that are successful and if you were to sit down with them for a day and see what they're doing, it's not super exciting. You know, they're really just sitting in front of their computer all day doing a lot of the same things often. Um, again, not always, but they're not, you know, it's not really this exciting, glamorous thing that a lot of people um, think it can be. Another thing or reason that affiliates fail is they don't pace themselves. I've seen this a lot in the forum and I can usually tell how long someone is going to be a member based on what they say and um, the types of threads and follow along campaigns they post when they start out. And I see these people that start out and they're really gung ho um, and 
being gung ho is great. And sometimes those people do end up, um, you know, going forward and, and succeeding. But it's the people who are really gung ho and they need to make it work within a certain time frame. A lot of times these people say, okay, I've just lost my job. I have to make this work within two months or something. And I know if I just work hard enough, I'm going to be successful. And that kind of ties into what I was saying before about sort of unrealistic expectations and doing the same thing over and over. So what these people do is they look at it kind of like a formula and they say, okay, I know if I just work 15 hours a day and I crank out five campaigns a day, it's going to work eventually. And most people who have been around for a while know that it doesn't work that way. Um, it's, it's great to start out gung-ho, but you have to be in it for the long term. You're not going to be successful in a few months. Some people might hit um, a campaign that is profitable and, and that's great, but most people are going to struggle for a bit longer. And it, you know, it takes a while to build up a business, especially a business that is going to last. So um, that's a really important thing is to pace yourself. You know, if you, it, it's more about consistency than it is, you know, doing all the work that you can in one month. Um, it's really about the long term. You need to do something that you can sustain. The affiliate that can really only manage to build, say, one campaign every other day, but they can totally handle that and they do it and they do all their optimization and everything, um, they're going to do better than the affiliate who starts out and says, I'm going to build 10 campaigns a day because within a couple of days, they have so many campaigns, they can't even manage them. Um, they're getting frustrated. They're spending $2 on a campaign and thinking that they should kill it and everything. So... Um, it's important to really just do as much as you can handle. You have to pace yourself because this is, is a long-term thing. Um, there are going to be times where, yeah, you are going to have to work really hard and you're going to have to push yourself, but you have to leave a little bit, um, you know, in reserve. People can't go for 18 hours a day for years at a time, um, and be healthy or, you know, have any kind of life that you would want to have, um, which, I would assume is the reason that you want to be successful online anyway. Another reason affiliates fail is they're looking for the big hits. So affiliates, affiliate marketing, it's really not rocket science. Affiliates could really easily make six figures per year of steady income through stuff like uh, writing articles, doing niche blogs or authority sites. But most affiliates don't have the patience for this. They don't want to do that. They want to promote, you know, the $10,000 a day campaigns. And that's what they're, they're going for. And they keep chasing these. And a year later, you know, they're still chasing these. And they might have had some, you know, ten dollars or $20,000 days and everything. But that was really just a brief period of time in their in the big scheme of things. Um, this kind of goes along with pacing themselves. So they're really just looking for the big hits and they're not looking at what it takes to um, be sustainable for a long period of time. And a lot of the things that, you know, you could do that are really boring, like writing articles or making niche blogs or authority sites, um, those are boring and you don't get the big hit and it might be a while months before you even start to see any kind of income. But, you know, in a year, 
you're going to have sites or streams of income that are consistently making money. It might not be $10,000 days, but you're also not going to have the crazy ups and downs of the person that's only chasing the big campaigns. Now, I'm definitely not saying that doing the big campaigns is wrong, um, but it should just be part of your overall strategy. You know, don't just go for the big campaigns. If you hit a campaign that's really big and you can scale it, by all means, you know, put a lot of effort into that, but leave a small percentage, even if it's like 2% of the, of the time in your day to building something else, because that campaign eventually is going to die and you're going to have to have something else. It's much easier when you have other streams of income to fall back on. uh, And the hit isn't that hard, you know, when the, when the big campaign goes down. So I talked about this a little bit before, but Affiliates often do the same thing over and over and over and over and over. Um, If something didn't work in the first 100 times you did it, it's probably not going to magically work on the 101st attempt. So a lot of affiliates approach every campaign or project the exact same way. And this is kind of a natural thing. Everybody does this, but what you have to do is sort of take a step back and look at your campaigns and, you know, or ask somebody an outside observer, a friend or um, business partner, somebody you work with online to look at this and say, hey, what do you see here? Am I doing the same thing over and over? You know, look at your landing pages. Are you making them the same way? Are all your call to actions the same? Is the layout the same? Uh, Is your keyword or target research the same? Have you really tried anything different? It's easy to get into a habit of doing things the same way Um, so it's not, you know, it's not the worst thing in the world that you do it, but you have to take a step back and kind of analyze your business every so often and, you know, just see where you're going and if it's working, you know, if it's working, then great. If it's not working, try something totally different. Um, you know, if you're used to making landing pages a certain way, try making ones that look completely, you know, a hundred percent different than that. Use different colors, buttons, call to actions. Uh, if you've only promoted the same types of offers or niches, try something totally different. If you've only ran on one or two CPA networks, um, give another one a try. Kind of a weird thing about affiliate marketing that it's kind of hard for people to understand until they've been doing it for a while is that two people could do the exact same thing and have completely different results. And like I said before, there are just so many variables from, um, you know, things going on behind the scenes in the network, um, two affiliates might have, you know, different servers that, um, can handle traffic a little bit differently. There's just so many variables. Um, it's, it's not something that two people could run the same campaign and, and get the same results. So if you see somebody that's successful and you know, you're asking them for advice and they're um, gener- generous enough to share with you what's working for them, take that and you know try to work with it. But if it's not working, try to put your own spin on it. That's probably what I've had the most success with is looking at what people have done or, you know, what they share with me and then figuring out how I can kind of improve it or put my own twist on it. So a couple psychological reasons that affiliates fail is 
they look at their results as failing. So every campaign that doesn't work is a failure. Um, every you know business they start that doesn't work is a failure. And you really kind of have to change your mindset um, or else you're going to get burned out really quick because if you make 20 campaigns and they've all failed, you're not going to feel too great about your business or what you're doing. Um, you're going to kind of feel like you don't have what it takes. You're going to get discouraged uh, when the reality is that, you know, most affiliates can go through 20 campaigns and maybe find one or two that that work good. Um, those affiliates don't really get bothered by campaigns that don't work because they understand that it's just a process and part of affiliate marketing. Um, campaigns that failed, they're really not failing. You're really just buying data and education and experience. You're learning, you know, what works and what doesn't work. So it's really like any business. You have to test things uh, to see what works. So they're really not looking at stats from an, an objective viewpoint. And they're not understanding that this is a business you have to invest money in. Um, affiliate marketing is a business. It should be treated like a business. And there really isn't a business that you can just start and you know, not invest any money. And this is, this is one of the very few businesses that you don't have to invest a lot of money in to do really well in it. I mean, you can start out with under a thousand dollars and I've seen people do really well with that. Um, there are very few businesses, you know, you couldn't go out and start a restaurant for that obviously. And you, there aren't a lot of other businesses that you could do. So you have to keep that in mind and sort of keep that perspective when you're doing this is that this is just a business that you're investing in. There's also something that I call the smart affiliate paradox. And this is kind of funny. Sometimes the smartest affiliates have the hardest time finding success. And that sounds kind of funny, but what happens is people that are highly intelligent, um, you know, book smart, they've got really good grades or they've completed uh, a lot of education or, you know, they're just really bright people and they're really um, analytical. They really tend to overthink things and that ends up hurting them. Um, and what they do is they often talk themselves out of things. So they might, you know, start researching a campaign and then think of all the reasons logically that it couldn't work. And then, you know, two hours has gone by and then they go to the next campaign and then they outthink that one. Well, that couldn't work because of this and this and that. Uh, and they think that they should be able to think their way to success instead of taking action. And that's what they get caught up in. They get caught up in, you know, the idea that, hey, I'm smart and I know that I should be able to do this. When the affiliates who, I don't want to say they're dumb, but the affiliates who aren't overthinking things, they're just you know out there and they're failing, if you want to call it that. They're throwing up campaigns. They're you know just cranking things out. They're the ones that are having success. And this is often really frustrating for the affiliates who are, quote unquote smart is, you know, they go to affiliate summit or ad tech and they meet other affiliates and they're like, you know, this guy is making a hundred thousand dollars a day. I mean, you know, he can't even spell. Well, yeah, he is because he's not sitting there thinking, 
you know, oh, well, this campaign probably couldn't work because of this, or, you know, maybe I should make this better this way. Um, they're not caught up in the planning stage of it. They're um, caught up in the action stage. And because they've been just taking action and not really overthinking things, they've found some success and that keeps them going. Um, another thing that kind of often trips up affiliates that are smarter like this too is that they get stuck in the you know if i have planned enough and i've thought this out thoroughly then it's bound to succeed but then what they set themselves up for is that if it doesn't succeed maybe they're not as smart as they think they were and that's kind of really hard for people because you have to be able to kind of take your licks in this industry and if your ego is going to get really hurt because your great plan or your perfect campaign um, didn't work, you're not going to have a good time. You have to um, you have to kind of shift out of that mindset and just think about all the other things that we talked about and what it actually takes to succeed. It's not really about thinking things through or being smart or outsmarting. It's really just about taking action. So I talked about why affiliates fail and what I see. Um, so now I wanted to talk about why some affiliates um, succeed, what makes them successful instead of the affiliates that are failing. So as you might imagine, this is a lot of the opposite of what I just talked about. The affiliates that succeed have reasonable or no expectations. Um, when I first started out, there wasn't really many forums. Um, there definitely wasn't any coaching sites or anything, at least not that I knew about. And so, and I actually didn't really talk to anybody. I just kind of stumbled onto it and, um, started building sites. And so I was thrilled, you know, when I made a few hundred dollars a month and that motivated me so much to keep going that, you know, it just went up from there. And the more money I made, the more motivated I was. Um, <clears throat> when people, start out now it you know they see all these blogs and forums and they go to industry events and they hear about people making all this money so you know if they have a campaign and they make fifty dollars a day on it you know they're not that excited about it because so and so over here is has a campaign that's making fifty thousand dollars a day or so they think so they they're not really motivated because they're looking for that big hit. You know, this $50 a day campaign is, isn't much. I want the $50,000 a day campaign. So you really have to, um, change your expectations and just think that, you know, any money that you've made is money that you didn't have before. If you can make $50 a day on a campaign, chances are you can make $500 a day on the campaign. Um, there's also the dumb affiliate paradox, which I kind of talked about before, and the, it's the whole idea of that guy makes that much money. How can that be? But it's because those people don't overthink things. Um, they also aren't afraid to spend money. You know, they will throw enough money at something to test it. They're not spending five dollars and worrying about what they need to change or why this isn't working. You know, they're throwing fifty, a hundred, two hundred, three hundred dollars at campaigns. And really testing them. They're getting a lot of data. Um, they also don't mind doing long hours of sometimes boring work. So it doesn't matter to them that they're sitting in front of their computer, you know, on Saturday night cranking out campaigns. 
uh, when you know their friends are out partying or drinking or whatever because what they're doing is actually working. Um, they do a lot more actual work than thinking about work. They also aren't afraid of failure. So like I was saying, the smarter affiliates often think they can figure out a way to avoid failure when you really can't look at it as failure because you're just testing things, you're buying data, and you're building your business. Um, That's just the way it is. It's not like a traditional business where you know, you might invest all this money and then sit and wait for customers to come. It's constantly evolving and constantly changing. Um, the affiliates that succeed understand that spending money is an investment like an education. So you couldn't go to college for free, really. Um, and affiliate marketing is no different. You're learning skills by building campaigns and, you know, spending the money. And that's really the only way that you're going to get the knowledge that you need to succeed. And really the bottom line is that they simply do the work. They either spend lots of money testing or they do consistent work and have the patience to see it pay off. So not everyone has a lot of money to test campaigns when they're starting out. And that's fine as long as they stick with it consistently over the long term. So that means, you know, they're not building 10 campaigns one day and then letting two months go by before they build anything else, you know, because they ran out of budget or something. They're just taking things one campaign at a time. If that's all they can do, um, that's all they can do. And that's totally fine as long as they are consistent in applying it. So understand that this is a business and treat it that way. Um, Take a step back and compare this to starting a brick and mortar business or spending the money for college to get an education. It's important or helpful a lot of times to write out some kind of business plan. Um, Now, you don't have to buy books on business plans or, you know, templates or whatever. Really, the thing that's important is just to write out what you will do each day and schedule it. So if your goal is to build two campaigns every day, make that a priority. Um, sit down, you know, and have hours from 9am to 12pm. I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that every single day. I think it's important to start with an easily obtainable goal. Um, don't try too much because you'll get burnt out or frustrated. If you, if your goal is to make five campaigns a day and you know you do that for five days and then you skip one day and then you've failed and so the next day you try to do 10 and then you get frustrated and you stop for a few days that never works if you say okay i'm going to build one campaign every other day and you do that and it's going to seem really easy and you pro and you know oftentimes you could do more but do that at least for a little while until it's so easy that you know it's almost like you don't have to give it much thought. Um, that will really help motivate you because you're succeeding every time that you hit that goal. So you know you can look back, keep a calendar or a journal or something, and you can look and say, "Hey, you know, I did my goal. I built one campaign every other day for a month. That was easy. I have more time, so now I'm going to ramp it up." And if you do that, you're going to be a lot more successful over the long term. Something that I've talked about in the forum before is the portfolio theory. Now, what this means is 
treating your business or looking at your business kind of like you would a stock stock portfolio. So a well-diversified stock portfolio would have your money invested in different things. You know, you can see the example number one there. Um, you know, this portfolio is invested in bonds and different large and small caps and everything. The point is that the money is well diversified. So if one of those sectors or industries or something takes a hit, you still have money invested in other things. So I like to think about this in terms of my affiliate marketing business. If you look at the example number two there, um, I'm just using a company, a few companies for this example. So look at Walmart here. Um, say you went to a stock guy and you said, hey, uh, here's $50,000 I want to invest. And you said, okay, great. We're going to put that all into Walmart. So your portfolio looks like this. You have 100% of your money invested into Walmart. Well, that's fine, I guess, if Walmart's doing good. But if Walmart takes a hit or whatever, you know, you're screwed. You're, all your money's gone because you invested it just in Walmart. So an affiliate portfolio running one offer is kind of the same thing. So say, you know, you have 100% of your budget and your time going to promoting the um, B2 dating offer. The potential problems with that are if the offer dies or is pulled from the network or you get kicked from the offer, you're back to square one. You've developed no other areas of your business and you have no other campaigns. If you look at example two here, um, you might think this is better. So you have, you're dividing your time and your budget um, four ways. You're promoting eHarmony, Be Naughty, Mate One, and B2. So you have 25% of your time and um, budget going to four different offers. Now this is better. So if one of these offers dies or gets pulled, um, you still have three other offers going. The problem with this kind of thing is all your income is coming from one niche. So if this niche takes a hit or becomes really competitive and a whole bunch of uh, new affiliates come in there and drive up the bid prices or uh, one of your main traffic sources for this niche dries up, you're kind of back to square one again. You're more diversified than just promoting one offer, but you're still not diversified as um, I like to be. So in this example here, I'm dividing by uh, four ways again, but I'm promoting different niches. So I might have a loan offer, insurance offers, dating offers, and credit card offers. And I have 20%, 25% of my time and budget going to each one of those. Now, this is a little bit better because say all the dating offers take a hit or the dating space becomes really crowded and competitive and you're not as profitable as you were. You still have these other campaigns and other niches that you've developed and so you're much more diversified and um, much more resilient if anything happens. You can also um, think about this in terms of time spent um, for traffic sources or you know, or niches. So say you spend, you know, all your time on Facebook, you spend 100% of your uh, budget and time on Facebook, and you might be diversified in your campaigns, you know, you might be promoting dating offers and loan offers and insurance offers and everything. But you're still kind of have that risk point where 
if something happens with Facebook, you're kind of screwed and you haven't learned any other traffic sources and you haven't developed any other ta- any other um, income streams. So even if you devote a small percent of your time to a new tra- traffic source or a new project, it'll pay off over time. So you can see here, say Facebook was going really well and you know, you're making all kinds of money from it. Okay, that's great. And you should definitely continue doing that while it's working. But just take a small percent of your budget and time, like 10%, and devote it to another traffic source like Plenty of Fish. At least then, if something happens with Facebook, you're not totally back to square one and scrambling what to do. Um, there's really no reason that you need to spend 100% of your time on a traffic source. Um, if, you know, you say, well, I have no time, you know, I sleep and then I get up and, um, you know, I spend all my time doing this and then I go to bed. Then you probably need to look at your time management a little bit better because chances are you're not spending your time really well. Um, you should be able to diversify your time a little bit better to even put a small percent, you know, even if it's a half an hour a day into building a blog or whatever. It will pay off over time if you're consistent with it. So what are some of the things that you could diversify into? Um, here, there's really no right or best answer. There are all kinds of things online that you can do to make a lot of money. And that's one of the cool things about doing affiliate marketing or online marketing. You have all, all these different traffic types, PPV, PPC, media buys, SEO, Facebook, plenty of fish, mobile, offline advertising. And you have different offer types like CPA offers, paper sale offers like you would find on ShareSale, um, ClickBank, digital products, downloadable software, um, pay-per-click offers where you're getting paid when someone clicks on um, an ad like AdSense. So as you can imagine, there's all kinds of ways that you can mix and match those. And there really is no right or best answer. Any of the things I've listed, there are people making a lot of money with. Sometimes you might do something because you heard, you know, affiliate A is, is just, doing really good with um, PPC and um, CPA offers or something. So you say, okay, that's what I'm going to do because I know that this guy is doing it. But you're just not finding success there. <clears throat> Don't be afraid to um, you know, try a different traffic source or a different offer. Um, give it a fair shot though and try to be objective about it. You know, If you've spent $200 and you say, man, this isn't working, well, that's not really enough. I'm sure the affiliate that you talk to that's having success there spent hundreds and probably thousands of dollars before he got successful. So don't jump around too much, but just be flexible with your approach. Now, of course, there are other projects that um, you can use your affiliate marketing skills uh, to evolve into. And this is what a lot of affiliates have done over the last couple of years. They get into other projects like building a tool or an app, uh, creating your own product or course. Um, some affiliates create their own offer. Some people run a startup. They invent something. They build e-commerce stores, uh, drop shipping or selling through Amazon. They build niche sites. They get into consulting. They start a traffic source. They do writing and publishing uh, like on Kindle. And I know people in 
that have done all those projects with a lot of success. And the cool thing is they can still do affiliate marketing while they're doing these other projects if they um, spend their time wisely. Some of the stuff can be outsourced, of course, and um, you know some can't, some they have to do themselves. But you can still be diversified. There's no reason that you can't you know, do really good media buys while you're, you know, building your own product or course. And the cool thing is once you create your, your course or your app or your tool, you can use all the skills you've learned driving traffic to different types of affiliate offers to promote your own offers. And that's kind of the, um, ultimate there where you can actually, you know, send a lot of traffic that converts to something that you own. So an ideal affiliate portfolio would involve these elements. That means that you do some of these. And this is just my opinion. Um, Again, there's no right or best answer here, but this is kind of what I do. Uh, Running CPA offers and paper sale offers on different traffic sources. So I'm not just sticking to one traffic source or one niche or type of offer, but You know, I'm doing a little bit in different areas and it takes a while to get there. Don't expect that you should have that mastered in, you know, three to six to 12 months or anything. It's something that evolves over time. And again, if you work slowly and consistently at it, you'll look back in a year and you'll be pretty well diversified. Um, Also building long-term sites like niche sites or authority sites. These are things that usually take a little bit longer to get off the ground, but once you have them up and running, they can be really profitable and they can also be really low maintenance and sometimes even hands off for a while while they're consistently bringing in money. Also, um, part of your affiliate portfolio should include smaller, stable projects that can be outsourced. For example, um, like video marketing or some type of writing or building niche blogs. A lot of these things can be outsourced, um, so you don't have to do the grunt work part of it, and it can still make money and be profitable, especially in the long term. You should also consistently be researching and testing new methods, traffic sources, and projects. This industry changes um, so quickly. You know, everything online does really. Uh, what's one what's hot one minute isn't the next and it's it's just changing all the time so you really need to stay connected with the industry and um, constantly be searching for you know what's working what's not um, what's a new traffic source what are people talking about what seems like it's going to be something that would be a good idea to put your time into Also, I think part of your time should go to learning subjects like HTML or basic programming. You don't have to be a master at these, but having a basic knowledge of these things is really good. So again, even if you just put a small period of time each day or each month to learning these things, it'll really help your business. Even if you're outsourcing the programming or the landing page building, you'll know a lot more about it and be able to manage your um, outsourced workers more efficiently. And then analyzing and keeping up with the industry. So reading forums and blogs, going to networking events, uh, affiliate summits and ad techs and meetups, and just getting to know affiliates and keeping up with what's going on. What are people working on? What are they promoting? 
So to start with all this, what I would recommend is to write down every task you do right now and how long you spend on it. Don't try to change it right now. Um, That's really not the goal. Just do what you normally do and write it down. And then, you know, after about a week or so, look at what you're doing and say, okay, I'm spending a lot of time doing this and not much time doing that. And so once you know what you are doing, write out a portfolio or a business plan of what you should be doing. So if you find that you're, you know, really heavily focused into one niche um, and one traffic source and you haven't developed any other part of your business, that might be something that you want to start working on. And you can write out a business plan based on what you've been working on and what areas you want to expand into. So for example, you could just write it as percentages. And if you want to um, pull up Excel, you know, you can make the pie charts like I showed. And sometimes that helps to, to visualize it and see how balanced of a affiliate portfolio you have. So for example, you could do, you know, 30% of your time and budget is dating on Facebook. 25% is loans on PPV. 20% is building authority sites. 15% creating a digital product. 5% on Kindle publishing and 5% on researching new areas to expand into. So if you did that consistently and you were that diversified over the long term, you would have a really good business and you would definitely start seeing success in different areas. And the good thing is if one of those areas or one of your projects got totally killed for whatever reason, you still have a lot of other streams of income coming in because you're well diversified. So I think that's about it. Hopefully that helped you guys um, figure out what makes some affiliates successful and other affiliates not, and you can start applying some of this to your own business. So let me know if you have any questions. Thanks. Thanks for tuning in to the AF Playbook Podcast, your source for growing your online business. For show notes and to read the latest blog post, visit us at afplaybook.com slash blog.